This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. We decided this. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Germans? Forget it. He's rolling. And it ain't over now. Cause when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. Good Saturday afternoon, to you all. Uh, Frat House Mike here, bringing you. Another Frat House Saturday on Fan Junkies Radio Network. And uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful spring Saturday afternoon here at the Frat House. And in a couple of moments, I'm going to be bringing to you this week's audio version of Five Minutes at the Frat House. This is uh, number 85. A couple of minutes, I'll be bringing that one to you. A couple of things are over, mercifully. Uh, the situation up in Boston uh, ended uh, last night rather dramatically, and uh, thank God that has come to a conclusion. So that is one thing that is over. But this show is just getting started. And if you want to call in, if you want to reach me, the number to get a hold of me, uh, 347-237-5373. That's how you get a hold of me. Anything on your mind at all inside the world of sports, I'd be more than happy to chat with you about. <clears throat> All right, now to uh, let's take a look at uh, a couple of momentous things that happened uh, today in sports history, and uh, we're actually going to recognize two, two classic uh, venues, baseball venues opened today. Uh, in 1916, Chicago's Wrigley Field held its first Cubs game at the venerable Wrigley Field in Chicago. Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds in that game 7-6 in 11 innings. And today as well, up in Boston, speaking of Boston, the uh, Fenway Park, venerable Fenway Park, they're opened with the Boston Red Sox playing there 101 years ago in 1912. All right, so there's our little remembrances of today in sports Let's take a look at some live sports as we know it that's going on right now. Uh, we have actually an early game in the NHL that is ongoing right now. And I believe this is the makeup game that was postponed the other day due to the circumstances that were going on in Boston right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins are playing uh, the Boston Bruins. 
Uh, both of these teams go into the playoffs. Uh, right now, Boston is leading that game one nothing, uh, with about 8.40 left in the first period. Dropping the puck right now, should be right about now, the uh, uh, Panthers are taking on the New Jersey Devils. Those are our 1 o'clock games. We do have a 3 o'clock game coming up a little bit later, uh, and that will be the Islanders uh, visiting the Winnipeg Jets, and that's a 3 o'clock puck drop. Major League Baseball also has a couple of early games going on as well. Um, the Dodgers are at uh, down at Camden Yards playing the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Marlins are taking on the Cincinnati Reds. Yankees are up in Toronto taking on the Blue Jays. The uh, Kansas City Royals are uh, in Boston as well at that Fenway Park that we were just talking about. And they're taking on the Red Sox. And those are all 1 o'clock games, so those should be starting up here in just a couple of moments in all of those different locales. The NBA playoffs start today as well. We have four games That'll be going on uh, this afternoon and into uh, late, rather late this evening as well. So you've got four of the eight playoff games starting up today. Uh, the first one, I believe, let's see, yes, is the New York Knicks. They're the second seed in the East. They will be taking on the um, Boston Celtics. That game is in New York, and uh, that is a 3 o'clock start. That'll be covered on ABC. The uh, second game, I believe, is at 5.30. Yes, I'm correct. It is at 5.30, and that will be the Golden State Warriors. The number six seed uh, will be at the Denver Nuggets, who are the number three seed. That's 5.30 tip-off, and that will be on ESPN. And then the 8 o'clock game uh, this evening uh, will be the Brooklyn uh, Nets. Uh, number four seed and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, that game is in Brooklyn. Uh, that's the 8 o'clock game. That'll be on ESPN. And then last but not least, uh, we have the late game, um, which will be the Memphis Grizzlies, the number five seed, uh, in Los Angeles taking on the Clippers. That'll be at 1030 on ESPN as well. And so round ball playoffs already in the mix. I'm actually a little bit surprised. It just This season has moved so quickly today, uh, this year rather, I just cannot get over how fast the entire NBA season went. But here we are, we're already into the playoffs. And so I asked the question, are you checking them out? Are you into the NBA playoffs? Let me know. 347-237-5373. Before I get over to the um, rebroadcast of this week's 5 Minutes at the Frat House, a couple of things I'm going to throw out to you. Oh, I guess just for your consideration, a couple of things that uh, came up in the past couple of days I kind of found a little bit interesting. The uh, NFL schedule was released on Thursday uh, evening, and uh, one of the controversies that kind of came out of it uh, was that the uh, Super Bowl defending champion Baltimore Ravens will be opening up on the road. Now, that's apparently a little bit unusual. I really never gave it much thought. I never really took a look too closely to notice that apparently the tradition has been that the defending champion gets to open their season at home. However, uh, due to a conflict with the Baltimore Orioles playing on that same day, I guess the same day and time, um, 
it was requested that the Orioles consider moving their uh, game uh, so that the Ravens could host their game at home. And uh, apparently uh, they could not come to an agreement. So, in fact, now the Baltimore Ravens will open on the road. Um, Rex Ryan, uh, the head coach for the New York Jets, he kind of weighed in on it yesterday uh, and made some comments regarding it, thinking that it was completely absurd and ludicrous and really had some rather stern uh, Rex Ryan-type words for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, to which uh, the skipper of the Baltimore Orioles came back, Buck Showalter, and, uh, well, basically told Rex Ryan to mind his own damn business. Uh, and that basically what he ought to be doing is concentrating more on the game that the Jets are going to have to play against the Baltimore Ravens and how they're going to beat them. Basically told him, mind your own business. Pay attention to your own team. Well, I say, hooray to Buck Showalter. Frankly, I think the whole thing is a lot to do about nothing. Why the heck should the Orioles have to change their schedule? I, uh, I'm i not quite sure what exactly the issue is in light of the fact that, I mean, let's remember, the Ravens and the Orioles do not play at the same venue. Uh, the venues are separated, I believe, by about a block or so. I've been down there. In fact, I was down to an Orioles game last summer. And at the time that we were there for the Orioles game, the game itself wasn't actually going on, but fans were starting to come into Camden Yards. At that same time, down at the stadium that the Ravens play in, there was a big international soccer match going on. And from what I could tell, the house was packed. So it's not a situation where you can't have two sporting events going on at the exact same time. I don't know if the concern was one coming from the city uh, to the extent of the infrastructure, perhaps parking issues, when you've got two uh, teams playing perhaps uh, at the exact same time. I don't know if that's the issue. Uh, but nonetheless, I kind of feel that it's uh, a bit presumptuous and uh, a little bit egotistical on the part of the NFL, or specifically the Baltimore Ravens, to say, hey, we're the big bad NFL and uh, MLB, and uh, by the way, you need to change your schedule. Let's not forget that it's very, very possible that the Baltimore Orioles could, in fact, be, at that time that, uh, that this game would be being played, they could be fighting for a playoff spot themselves or in the play- or going to the playoffs. So why should they have to necessarily change their schedule? Of course, I guess it matters will get worse, and there'll be a lot more static about this, if, in fact, perhaps maybe the Baltimore Orioles are not even contenders for the playoffs. Then you're really going to hear some noise, I suppose, at that time, if, in fact, that's the case, if they or perhaps maybe are, say, in fourth place in the AL East, then there's going to be some real noise in uh, early September when uh, a lot of people are going to be pissing and moaning over the fact that the Baltimore Ravens have to play on the road while, in fact, the Baltimore Orioles, who aren't even contenders, are playing a home game. Nonetheless, I still feel that it is a bit presumptuous uh, on the part of the NFL to be sitting there dictating to Major League Baseball that we have to modify our schedules simply because uh, we're the bigger, brawnier NFL. And so I throw it out to you guys. 347-237-5373, I ask the question, should the Baltimore Orioles have to change their schedule just to simply accommodate 
the Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens to be able to play their first game at home. Should that be the case? Throw it out to you. You've heard my opinion. Let me hear yours. 347-237-5373. The other thing that's uh, been on my mind now for a couple of days, and uh, you probably, you're not going to hear the last from me on this particular topic. I'm probably going to be ranting about this one for a little bit. Uh, The other day, the NCAA uh, released to uh, Oregon a preliminary report, 515-page document, which outlined uh, to uh, Oregon and the Oregon Ducks uh, football program uh, violations that they uncovered in recruiting. Those violations apparently took place over the period of about four years uh, under the uh, helm of then head coach of the Oregon Ducks, Chip Kelly. The president of Oregon has already, in fact, signed off on the document indicating, and in fact, Oregon has admitted to recruitment violations. Uh, There is some indication that apparently they're disputing one or two of the accounts and violations that are listed in the preliminary report. And, in fact, Oregon has already uh, suggested to the NCAA that, in fact, they would self-impose a two-year ban uh, on themselves. This is yet to be accepted by the NCAA, and uh, I I think that this is going to go on for just yet a little bit longer until the NCAA actually releases its final report. The uh, issue I have here is not so much with the fact that perhaps maybe Oregon did or did not uh, violate any rules with regard to uh, the uh, with regard to recruitment, but uh, my issue goes more to uh, this whole concept of head coaches and them being able to uh, get out of, if uh, for want of a better word, get out of having to feel any of the wrath of any kind of sanctions by skipping out and going over to the NFL, which is exactly what Chip Kelly did when he made the move over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we saw this a couple of years ago at USC when Pete Carroll made a similar move uh, out to uh, the Seattle Seahawks. To me, it's uh, somewhere along the line, it seems to me that there needs to be some kind of of, uh, agreement between the NCAA and the NFL. Now, I recognize that there are clear lines between uh, the two, I guess, governing bodies of these athletic endeavors. However, for a program, uh, namely in this case Oregon, and those student-athletes to in fact have to bear the penalty for something that perhaps Chip Kelly either knowingly or unknowingly, or just by virtue of sitting on his hands, or looking the other way, recognizing that perhaps maybe something was going on, but, oh, well, I don't know exactly all it is, but I'm not going to ask any questions. Because of that, and his failure to do his job, you're going to have other students and a program penalized, while he gets the benefit of, in fact, moving on, and it, I guess, let's make, make no mistake about it, advancing his career. 
I've got a little bit of a problem with that. I had a problem with it with Pete Carroll, and I got a problem with it here with Chip Kelly. I made the comment the other day, uh, and we've heard about, uh, particularly, we're coming into draft time here now, folks. I mean, uh, a week from now, we'll be into the third and fourth rounds of the NFL draft, or maybe even later than that at this point on Saturday. Uh, we've got a whole draft class coming in, and they, a lot of those recruits, those NFL recruits, went through something called the Combine uh, a number of weeks ago. The Combine is a series of athletic drills and tests and what have you, but it's also then coupled in with interviews, some very tight, strong, tough interviewing uh, processes that some of these draftees have to go through with regard to uh, the teams. Individual teams get a chance to speak to uh, some of the recruits, some of the ones perhaps maybe they're uh, a little more interested with in. And one of the things that always comes out of that is uh, you hear from some of the draftees after the fact that a lot of times the questioning that they get hit with from some of the uh, coaches and some of the uh, administrators of these teams, a lot of the questions they get hit with revolve around character. And it seems to me that if, in fact, we're going to be holding our players, and particularly our young draftee players, up to character issues, then we need to be holding those coaches who are asking the questions up to character issues as well. And when you've got a head coach who knowingly, or as I said, perhaps maybe unknowingly, but by virtue of not performing his job to be overseeing the program that he is in charge of, then in fact, you have to question that individual's character. It seems to me we have a double standard here. We're going to make sure that players are upholding character issues, but uh, the head coaches, no big deal. I disagree with that completely. Somewhere along the line, I feel, and make no mistake, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a big Pete Carroll fan. I like Pete Carroll. I don't know anything about Chip Kelly, with the exception of what I've seen of how he operates on the field in a collegiate level, so I'm willing to give him a chance as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and I will reserve judgment. This has nothing to do with a personal opinion about an individual. This has to do with a character and with a principle. If, in fact, you didn't perform your job, you shouldn't be allowed to move to a better job. You shouldn't be allowed to just run away from the problems that perhaps maybe you created for a particular program and to then benefit from it by going on to something else. I think that that's wrong. And I think it needs to be addressed, and I think somewhere along the line, the NCAA and the NFL have to get together and figure out a way that they can address this, um, because otherwise I think you're going to start to see this kind of thing more and more. I throw that out there as well to you as something to consider. 347-237-5373. What's your feeling on it? Right? Wrong? Who cares? It's okay. Whatever you feel. I'm not going to bite your head off. Be happy to... Take your calls and your comments on that. Alrighty, let me bring to you uh, five minutes at the frat house number eighty-five. Again, this is the audio side, uh, and I've mentioned many, many times uh, it is a video, folks. So uh, one of the things you really should take some time to do if you enjoy listening to these, you really should take the time to go out and take a look at the videos as well. You can find the videos quite easily over at YouTube. 
go into YouTube, type in five minutes at the Pratt House. And uh, the one that I'm going to be playing for you here momentarily is number 85. So you would want to look for that. Now, this particular uh, version, this particular episode, I say you'd want to take a look at it because there are some video shots in here which you're not going to get a chance to, obviously, you're not going to get the full effect of simply by listening to the rebroadcast. Uh, there are some video pieces in it. So that's where you'd really want to be going and taking a look at it. YouTube, all right, YouTube, five minutes at the frat house. You'll find uh, all of our videos there. Also, you can go over to uh, frathousesports.net, frathousesports.net, and you can find them all uh, there as well, all right? Program today runs, uh, the five minutes at the frat house program today runs about 35 minutes, and uh, during that time, uh, I will not be taking any calls, but I'll be coming back in with you on the back end of this program and if at that point you have any anything you want to chat about, anything you want to call about, um, anything on your mind, perhaps something I brought up here early on the front end of this program, or something perhaps maybe you hear in the five minutes at the Frat House program, please uh, please uh, feel free to give me a holler on the back end of the program. And I'll stick around with you as long as you care to uh, chat. All right, without uh, further delay, let me bring to you this week's Five Minutes at the Frat House, number 85. Here we go, bringing you another very, very busy edition of Five Minutes at the Frat House here on week 85 with Frat House Mike and Sidekick. And um, We've got so much uh, lined up in this particular show that we kind of need to get into it right away. Uh, like many other outlets, uh, we, we kind of felt that we had to acknowledge uh, the senseless tragedy uh, that occurred this past Monday at the 117th running of the Boston Marathon. Uh, there's not much that can be uh, said about what happened uh, that hasn't already been stated. And for many of us, like myself, uh, it is something that uh, it's very, very difficult for many of us to kind of wrap our mind around something that we just can't understand or even attempt to make sense out of. Uh, but as we saw nearly 12 years ago in New York, the level of support and assistance from first responders and just really average citizens uh, and witnesses coming to the aid of victims uh, was truly touching and uh, at times rather overwhelming. So much praise and thanks to all of those uh, and our prayers and our thoughts as, as, as always to the, to the victims and to the city of uh, Boston, uh, and additional prayers uh, for a timely resolution to this uh, terrible and awful tragedy. Um, timely. But let's keep our wits about us, folks. Let's not be jumping the gun. Let's not be rushing to judgment. Let's just wait and see how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately, due to you know, due to the yeah. events that happened at the marathon, uh, one of the things that kind of got overlooked yeah. and actually have not the official standings have not actually been released because you know because of when this happened you know in relationship to when you know all the runners are fishing finishing you know they haven't released an official but what we can say is that the uh the three-year dominance by the kenyans winning the boston marathon is over as an ethiopian has won yeah. had crossed the line first this year uh, but that's about as much as we know as far as the standings go, um, unfortunately. Because you know, how do you how do you kind of 
you know, yeah. give out of standings when, you know. When everything that, yeah. I, so. I, you're right. It's, 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 it's unfortunate because all of that's kind of been lost. Exactly, you know, right. So. <laughs> the other big uh, kind of loss that we had uh, this week, and, and we want to take a moment to remember, uh, terrific broadcaster, Pat Summerall, who passed away on Tuesday uh, at the age of 82. Uh, most of us recall at least a few of the outstanding NFL broadcasts Summerall completed with his teammate, John Madden. And when you think about the bigger-than-life character that Madden was, subtle, uh, Summerall's subtle delivery just seemed to be the perfect companion, you know? Uh, I don't know if you really could have put, you know, it, it's easy to say it now, but I don't know if you really could have put anybody else with somebody like John Madden but Pat Summerall. Many forget, uh, though, that Summerall played in the NFL for 10 years with the Detroit Lions, Chicago Cardinals, and the New York Giants before actually going into broadcasting. And I made the, other, uh, the observation the other day, um, psychic, that Summerall, uh, kind of a bit of a hybrid broadcaster from the standpoint that he wasn't the color analyst, as we've Correct. become so used to with so many former athletes coming into the booth and getting on the big screen. He was the play-by-play announcer. Wonderful, wonderful voice he had uh, as an announcer. And uh, we've missed him for years broadcasting our Sunday games. And uh, we remember you now, Pat Summerall. Terrific, terrific guy. I mean, we all of us remember yeah, and, so many of his. And, you know, I have a, I have a quote here uh, yeah. that's kind of close to the frat house because, you know, uh, <coughs> Brandon is a Patriots fan, and my being a Rams fan, mm-hmm. his last game that he called was Super Bowl Thirty Six, and at the end of the game, his his final, you know, his final kind of, you know, saying in the in the game was uh, during Adam Vinatieri's uh, field goal kick. Uh, his quote is, "It's right down the pipe, Adam Vinatieri. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl Thirty Six. Unbelievable, in typical Summerall fashion." Yep. Those short staccato, boom, boom, boom. Yep. Precise statements. Just leave it at that. No need for color. All right. Now, we opened the show uh, last week with just a bit of Masters tournament chat. So I thought it only right that we close out that chat by uh, summing up what uh, happened uh, in what was a kind of back and forth, sometimes controversial green jacket tournament. And it turned out to be an excellent an exciting final uh, round four on Sunday, which came down to a two-hole playoff between previous Masters champion Angel uh, Cabrera and Australian Adam Scott. And many in the land... We're waiting. And many in the land down under, well, they were waiting for a long time. They got to celebrate on early, early Monday morning as Scott beca- uh, became the uh, first Australian to wear the green jacket. So... Congratulations to Adam Scott. And I guess the next big major that we're all waiting for is the U.S. Open. So that'll be coming up, I believe, in June. All right, let's uh, jump over to our regular, and that's motorsports. Uh, drag racing kicks back up again this weekend with our fifth national of the season down at Charlotte at the Z-Max Dragway. Uh, that's a four-wide strip, as I mentioned last week. So we get to see drag racing uh, just a bit differently this weekend. Four cars, as we've got four cars ripping down the track in less than five seconds. And uh, we'll be following that here at the Fred House and bringing you the results on that. However, uh, NASCAR did have a race this past weekend. That was race number seven. 
Yep. Uh, and that took place last Saturday night down at the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, and, and it was a fast race, it was, as uh, cars were running at an average rate of about 145 miles per hour. Kyle Busch started the race out on the pole position. Kyle Busch led the most laps, 171 of 334. Kyle Busch took the checkered and locked up the second win of the season. How many, How many times could we mention Kyle Busch? There it is. I mean, it was really, it was all his race. Others who came in the top five included Martin Truex, who was second in laps led with 142. Carl Edwards came in third uh, with his fourth top five. And uh, Greg Biffle came in, uh, Carl, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, wait a minute. Carl, Carl Edwards came in third yep. with his fourth. Okay, Greg Biffle came in fourth. Joey Logano came in fifth. Uh, how does that affect our leaderboard? Well, Jimmy Johnson stays at the number one spot, as did, note my word, did Brad Kozlowski at number two. Kyle Busch moved up to number three. Greg Biffle makes uh, the top five in the four spot, as does uh, Carl Edwards. He's at the number five spot. Uh, however, as I just alluded to, uh, the leaderboard actually changed yesterday after NASCAR imposed penalties to two Penske uh, racing cars, uh, those of Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano, citing that their vehicles failed pre-race inspections prior to Saturday night's race. Now, NASCAR, uh, what they actually did was they actually confiscated rear-end parts and housings from both vehicles and uh, later cited that the parts were not, quote, not in the spirit of the rules. As a result, both drivers were docked 25 points, the respective crew chiefs, Car chiefs, engineers, team managers were suspended for six weeks, plus the crew chiefs were fined $100,000 each. Holy smokes. Uh, as a result, Kozlowski dropped on the leaderboard, from what I just showed you there, from second to fourth. Logano dropped from ninth to 14th. Um, as expected, Ro uh, team owner Roger Penske said that uh, uh, they would appeal the penalties, and uh, would comment further at a later date. Now, Sidekick, it seems like we're always addressing at least one or two of these a season. Uh, I recalled last year we were talking about it, however, in one particular case, with regard to an incident with Jimmy Johnson. At that yes. particular time, you said that the penalties were as severe as they were because Johnson was notorious for it. This seems severe. Six weeks on all of these guys? Were, are, are we looking at a similar type of situation? Was there any kind of previous history here that why so severe? Um, well, you, it, it's kind of a touchy situation for NASCAR. Okay, you remember last year, Jimmy Johnson got the same exact penalty. Mm -hmm. Okay, now last year they appealed. It went, it went through the board, and then they actually went and appealed it. Uh, to another Second party, time, correct. right, who overturned everything, right. and basically they just got the $100,000 fine, mm -hmm. the points and all that stuff were reinstated. But that was because it was a singular event, one driver, and there was some gray area in the rules, and that's basically how Jimmy Johnson got off of it. In this case, the rules are much more defined about what they can do with that rear end. Mm -hmm. um, also, you've got both drivers. On the same on, team. On the same team. It's not a, you know, so you've got Penske cars now 
you know, all of Penske's or two of Penske's cars have the same exact configuration mm -hmm. that's not within the guidelines. It's a little while he's appealing, I mean you have to appeal. Well, you, I, I, you, yeah, you have to I said it yesterday. Um I don't think I think you may see it uh it stick this time versus last year with Jimmy Johnson. Now where NASCAR gets into a sticky spot with this is if it does get overturned now you're starting to set a precedence where NASCAR's slapping these yeah. hefty hefty fines yeah. and you know points and things like that, and, and then they're getting appealed and they're getting overturned. Right. You know, so well, now now be, NASCAR starts losing credibility. Could it be that we see a reduction, not not necessarily an overturning, but say a reduction? They may kind of plead down and a that, little bit. That, yeah, yeah. Right, and that would that would perhaps maybe lessen the blow. Right. But I understand what you're saying. This could turn out to be a political football. From the standpoint that sure. they might be forced to have to uphold it simply to kind of save Safe face. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It, it seems. I mean, it seems severe to me. What's your gut on it? I mean, I, I mean, I, personally, how do you? It, it seems that yes, looking at it with no context, it seems severe. But given what they gave to Jimmy Johnson before, which you know, there's precedence for for the stiffness of the penalty. Mm-hmm. Right. And that. So you know, while it is hefty, I. Do believe that you know they they were in the wrong. Okay, so now so. right now while it's under appeal, uh, obviously there's no there's no suspension to the drivers, so this wasn't going to affect the drivers anyhow. But while it's under appeal, all the crew chiefs are still in place for this coming Sunday. Correct. But the points on the leaderboard have been deducted. Is that correct? Yes, because I I actually saw right. the point corrections today. All right. Okay. Where there where you know uh, Brad is now in. Uh, uh, fourth place. Okay, so that stands, but the personnel are not affected yet, which means as we go into Sunday's race, uh, and we're going big tracking again yep. uh, this week, sidekick, as we head out to Kansas Speedway, <coughs> and you can catch that one on Fox at 1 p.m., um, the crews will all be in place. Now, uh, we're going to get to your suggestions for what we do with our fantasy, but before we get to that, let's take a look at our Friday House Sports NASCAR Fantasy Leaderboard, and there you go. Uh, one week did, did me an awful lot of good. Jumped up to a tie for fifth, and uh, we got Team Blood Pack down there in tenth. Yep. So we at least both made the top ten board. Uh, so give me some good suggestions here this week to keep me moving up that board, please. Actually, I have some great news. Yep. Need some great I, I have I have some good news. I have some bad news. Okay, for me or for everybody? Well, <laughs> I have good news. I have good news for half the league. I have bad news for half the league. And then for you, I have it's it's mixed again. Yeah, yeah. And you'll you'll see when I get to this. Uh, so we're going to Kansas this week. Um, can you say same track, different state? Yeah. Uh, you know, cookie cutter, back to back cookie cookie cutters with Texas and then Kansas this week. Uh, last week was the cookie cutter known as Texas. Uh, this week it's the cookie cutter known as Kansas. Uh, if you finished really well last week, then you don't want to change up your roster unless you have Kyle Busch. Okay. Kyle Busch has never scored a win or a top five, top five finish at Kansas. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go on, you know, the rate the racing order from Texas and kind of you know like I was alluding to. If you were at the top of the leaderboard last last week, like you were, mm -hmm. for the most part, you don't really have to touch your roster. Just kind of leave it there, 
in that because they're similar style tracks. Right. Um, those at the bottom, we're going to have to, you know, kind of tweak things a little bit. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, Kyle, if you've got Kyle Busch, a lot of people had Kyle Busch last week. Yes, they did. Uh, and he won and had the most points. Um, he's never got a top five at Kansas. So, you, you know. I hope go. I hope you know. I'm hoping for Kyle Busch, but yeah. So anyway, so let's get on to our our drivers this week. Um, we're gonna go with Jimmy Johnson. Okay. He's got two wins at this track, uh, five top fives, twenty eight dollars. Uh, Greg Biffle, last week at Texas, he had two wins and seven top fives. Right. Surprise, surprise! At Kansas, he has two wins and seven top fives. Uh, <clears throat> he is going for. Now, if you listen to me last week and put Biffle on your roster, he was twenty-seven twenty-five. Did he go up? He went up twenty-five cents to twenty-seven fifty okay. this week. So, if he was on your roster last week, leave him at the set, him. at the yeah at twenty-seven twenty-five. Um, I'm going to throw Joey Logano on my on the list this week. Uh, he's been racing with some attitude this season, as we've seen. I mean, you know, it's pretty been uh, documented. Yeah. Um, but he even after you know. All the trouble last week with the the penalties and everything, he still got himself a top five uh-huh. finish at Texas, right. and he's only going for twenty twenty five. Also, I'm going to go in and throw uh, have Brian Vickers on the list. Okay, Brian Vickers is like getting Denny Hamlin off the discount rack. Okay, all right, Denny Hamlin's going for like twenty six, twenty seven dollars, or was prior to the accident. Brian Vickers is sitting in his car with his team, all right? He's only twenty seventy five. So that's you know so that that's you know, a good discount, you know, and you still you've got Denny Hammond's equipment. JGR stuff, you know, you know mm-hmm. it's not like he's racing one of these other right. you know budget budget teams. Um he's got good equipment. Um and then now we've only got going on last week's Greg Biffold's. Uh, uh, price uh, that only leaves us with 325, which doesn't give us a whole heck of a lot to wow. pick with. Uh, so I'm going to go with Timmy Hill to round out our roster at a perfect $100. Now, obviously, if you didn't have Biffle this week and you try to throw Biffle on this week, you're going to be $25, uh, 25 cents short. You'll have to go with one of the $3 guys, right? Which is you know, starting well, park. Still, it's still a starting park. What's that? Is Hill a starting park? Uh, he races the 32. I I don't know if he's a starting park. Okay. I think right, he runs some. I, I think he's. Okay. All right, there you have it. Uh, that's our NASCAR chat for today. Uh, check your fantasy teams. Get them up to date. You got till Sunday. All right. Uh, as, as stated last uh, week, um, uh, I, I indicated we'd start taking a look at Major League Baseball, and we started taking a look at it, but we'd actually start taking a look at the divisional leaders in each league. And, uh, you know, understandably, look, folks, we're still early. It's still very early, all right? But let's take a look at what's happening over in the American League. And uh, this has caught some people a little bit by surprise. There's Boston Red Sox. There's the Boston Red Sox. Off to a very big start. 10-4 record. Uh, they're a game and a half in front of the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. Uh, the Detroit Tigers lead the Central 9 uh, with a 9-5 record. And uh, it's the Oakland A's 
uh, in the West right now with a 12-4 record. <coughs> in the National League, I guess the story, and this has been the story really of all of Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves have started out as the best team in baseball with a 12-2 record, and they are currently right now three and a half games in front of the favored Washington Nationals. In the Central, it's your St. Louis Cardinals at 8-6. Yep. And, and in the West, uh, yep, uh, don't uh, don't clean your glasses, folks. That's the Colorado Rockies right now at the top with a 10-4 record. <coughs> All right, and so there is where things stand. Of course, like I said, we are still very, very early in the season. So all of this is going to change. Yeah, I hope we don't blow our <laughs> momentum too early. <laughs> It's good to see them up there, but you know, uh, you know, I like to see that closer to the. They're 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 playing my they're playing my Phils on a weekend series starting tonight, so you'll probably be okay. Uh, Four games, two against them. All right, let's take a look at some happenings uh, around uh, the diamonds uh, on and off the field, and uh, we're going to start it off uh, this week out in the desert. Where last Friday night, uh, the L.A. Dodgers uh, were visiting the Arizona Diamondbacks, and a group of Dodger fans uh, can, uh, uh, a group of Dodger fans, I'm sorry, uh, can clearly be seen occupying, or were able to be clearly seen occupying, a good portion of the field-level seating directly behind home plate in this particular game. Now, prices for those seats. Uh, run anywhere from $3,200 to $3,500 each. Now, how is it known that they were Dodger fans behind the uh, behind home plate? Well, they were all wearing Dodger blue. All right. However, uh, if you were watching the game over television, it, you would notice that a few innings later, the Dodger blue was replaced by Diamondbacks gear on the exact same fans. And when queried about it, it turned out later on that the Diamondbacks owner noticed that the fans uh, noticed fans while he was actually watching the game on TV. And uh, he sent his henchmen down to offer the group uh, two options. Move to another section or replace the jerseys with D-back colors. Yeah, that was basically the option they were offered. When the fans refused to move, uh, Ken Kendricks uh, sent them down uh, D-back gear and uh, complimentary drinks. My goodness, what a first you're making! So let me get this straight then. If you go to a Colorado Rockies game for $3,500, you can get a seat, diamondback gear, and free drinks for the night. There you go. Oh, sounds like a win to me. There you go. Yeah, my guess was that Ken Kendricks has Jeffrey Luria on well, uh, speed free dial. Drink. That's, that's, free that's drink. my guess. You know, he and Jeff Luria probably are real tight. <coughs> yeah. All right, now we all know that triple plays are a rarity in baseball. Uh, but so are the folks that actually use the old scorecards, all right? And, you know, every once in a while you go to the ballpark, you see those folks that still do the old scorecard thing, uh, keep track of the plays by inning and what have you. Well, uh, two things that are a little rare, people that keep tab of the scores and triple plays. But the Yankees the other evening, well, they turned a, a, a triple play in an un, uh, in, in a rather unusual manner. Uh Started out as a flyout, uh, and then proceeded to uh, getting two runners off the bag, and they were caught in rundowns. All right, video running right here. Uh, incredible play, uh, and make no mistake, this is exactly the way it should be scored. If you're scoring at home, 
Record this as a four six five six five three four triple play. Holy ball and chase. Wow. <coughs> Pretty impressive. Should run that as my lottery numbers. You want those numbers? I can run them. Eighty-five-year-old <laughs> um, Dodgers uh, broadcaster Vin Scully. Well, he's been the voice of uh, the Dodgers for sixty-four years, and uh, well, he's made some rather legendary calls. Yeah, like this one right here. Yeah, we've heard this one before. Little roller up along first, behind the back. There you go. Now, somehow, I might actually uh, think, though, perhaps maybe 64 years might be just a bit too long. Uh, the other evening in the second inning, during his live broadcast of the Padres uh, and Dodgers game, he managed to sprinkle in the entire tale of the Sword of Damocles in and out of his play-by-play -play announcements over about a four or five minute period, covering numerous balls and strikes, that is until Eric Stoltz hit a long home run. <laughs> so at least Scully, who some think might be kind of losing it a bit, well, at least unbeknownstly, he picked an appropriate time to bring us a bit of folklore. I wish I had the audio for it. I'm looking for the audio. I'm going to try to get the audio, and when we do, you'll get a chance to hear that, folks. I do have the actual transcript, but it's classic. It really is. Listen, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, <laughs> they've never had a problem drawing uh, their, their loyal fan base uh, to the ballpark. Never. They've never had a problem, really. They, they, uh, it's amazing. But nonetheless, it was announced the other day that the legendary Wrigley Field uh, will receive a proposed $500 million facelift. <clears throat> now, sometime controversial owner Tom Ricketts, who uh, you might remember was a subject of one of our stories here last week as the recipient of a goat's head, yep. uh, he had these comments regarding the approval of the $500 million appropriation, which again, I remind everyone, apparently a good portion of it is municipal funding. Uh, his quote was, this is going to improve the fan experience all the way around. If this plan is approved, we will win the World Series. Booker. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If I were a fan, I'm not quite sure how I'd feel about this after having had to wait 104 years. You mean to tell me all it took was to just put a little coat of paint on Wrigley Field and you're going to get me a World Series? Yeah. After 104 years? Yeah. Don't hold your breath on that one. And listen, here's the best part about that particular story. It nicely and appropriately provides a segue for us to another installment of our Top 5. And this yep. week, it's our Top 5 events that would uh, that, or that have occurred since the Cubs last won a World Series. Uh, and trust me, there have been a lot of them, uh, but these are just a few. We can only pick out a few. So, but yep. here, here's a few of them. And uh, coming in at number seven, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie have six kids uh, with another one on the way. At Can number... Out, uh, I'm just wondering, do you think they'll turn out to be Cubs fans? Yeah, no. Yeah, no? I, I hope not. They might be <laughs> Angels fans. Huh? Uh, number six, the UN was established. Yep, UN. 
Coming in at number five, uh, television was invented, uh, thus allowing uh, Cubs fans the ability to watch all 104 years of the draft. Yep. Coming in at number four, Queen Elizabeth II was born, crowned, and has served the second longest reign. Uh, coming in at number three, not one, not one, but two world wars have occurred. Coming in at number two, there have been 19 presidents of the U.S. Some of them were Cubs fans. Uh, I, I'm amazed. Do we know which ones they were? I don't know. Uh, coming in at and then the number one number one reason uh, uh, or, or number one event rather that has occurred since the Cubs uh, won a World Series. Five minutes at the Pratt House and Pratt House Sports has been established so that we can keep reminding Cubs fans how long it's been. Yep. All right. And there you have it. I hope we don't get unfriended by uh, some of our Cubs fans. <laughs> yeah, we're just having a good fun, a little fun, that's all. Yeah, yeah a little. As always, listen, thanks to our production director, Jen, for putting that one uh, together for us. A little bit of historical perspective. Uh, let's jump over to our Frat House Facebook post of the week, which was sent over to us uh, just last evening, as a matter of fact, by our Facebook friend and fan, Linda. And I reposted it. And it was a hysterical video uh, of Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, working the outfield and dealing with some heckling fans. Uh, the video, <coughs> excuse me, is absolutely hysterical. Uh, and the post got the most views this week. Uh, now, here's the best part. You're going to get a chance to see the entire video at the very end of this show. Uh, as it is, and it will be our closing credits video. So, here's what you got to do. you got to hang all the way to the end, right to the credits. And you'll get a chance to see that video. It is very, very, very funny. Um, and uh, please keep the post coming uh, on our Facebook page, which is Frat House Sports. And uh, who knows, I might be giving you a shout out uh, come next week with uh, another post. NBA. Uh, the regular season concluded. <coughs> excuse me, last evening. Yep. Um, and uh, for a few teams in the Western Conference, it came right down to the final game of the season in order to determine uh, their playoff spot and uh, their seeding. Um, but before we get to the matchups, let's take a look real quick at the final divisional leaders, uh, and there weren't any surprises here. New York Knicks took the Atlantic Division, Indiana Pacers won the Central, Miami Heat took the Southeast, the Oklahoma City Thunder took the Northwest, the Clippers, LA Clippers took the Pacific, and in the Southwest you had the San Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> now, all of those teams will play in the second season, uh, which is playoffs, and they start up on Saturday and Sunday of this week, and all of those will be seven-game series. So let's take a look at what those matchups are in the West. The Houston Rockets will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. The Lakers will go up against the San Antonio Spurs. Golden State Warriors will go against the uh, Denver Nuggets. And the Memphis Grizzlies go... Uh, against the L.A. Clippers in the East. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks will take on the Miami Heat. The Boston Celtics, this should be very, very good. Classic matchup here. Go, go against the New York Knicks. The Atlanta Hawks will go against the Indiana Pacers, and the Chicago Bulls will meet the Brooklyn Nets. Okay? All right, there's our round ball picture for this week, and we'll make sure that we bring you all the updates on the playoffs as we continue to go through starting next week. 
Uh, last but not least, let's go over and take a look at uh, the Frozen Ponds. Yippee! Uh, no major division changes over in the NHL with just about four, uh, five, about five, six games remaining in uh, that season. And uh, let's take a look at the divisions. <coughs> in the Atlantic, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, now 17 points ahead of the New York Islanders. The Boston Bruins are uh, currently tied with the Montreal Canadiens. However, they hold the tiebreaker. They, they've got 57 points total, currently tied with the Montreal Canadiens. In the southeast, the Washington Capitals, uh, four points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. Chicago Blackhawks, whopping 20 points ahead of the St. Louis Blues. In the northwest, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, four points ahead of the Minnesota Wild. And in the Pacific, the Anaheim Ducks continue to hold things together. They're 13 points ahead of the LA Kings. Now, next week, as we get closer and closer, I believe that the season, season actually will conclude in about a week and a half. So Not quick enough. Uh, next week, as we move closer and closer to the end of the shortened season, um, I'll, I'll give you another playoff picture at that point. All right. All right, let's uh, run around and uh, recognize all of our Shut up. affiliations. We started off with Fan Junkies. Make sure you get over there. Social media, social networking. All right, FanJunkies.net. Join up with that one. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter what your fan, uh, you know, what you're a fan of. Join up. But you're going to meet other people that are fans of the same thing you are. Yep. We're a bunch of sports fans from all over the country. FanJunkies.net. Jump over to that. Fan Junkies Radio, Jonathan and I, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. Uh, we're starting up uh, tomorrow, whole draft week, NFL draft week. We've got different uh, uh, seniors and juniors who are entering the draft from different uh, schools. We're going to be interviewing a bunch of them. We've got one coming up tomorrow, John Lobb from uh, the uh, from uh, Richmond, uh, played with the Richmond Spiders. He's a quarterback. So we're going to be interviewing him, and then later on on Monday and Wednesday next week, we'll also have others coming up. Uh, HerbFM.com. Uh, HerbFM.com. Yep. Uh, always rebroadcasting us every week. They rebroadcast our five minutes of Sprite House programs that you hear right here. Yep. Yep. Tomorrow night they'll be. Oh, do they have? Did you I, see I, I, haven't, I haven't seen the schedule, <laughs> but you know, typically you know Friday night. Typically so. it's Friday. Yeah. CLW83.com as well. Carl and uh, Jim over there. In fact, I would say guest panelists, one of four, on uh, Jim's uh, Touch Em All All Baseball program the other night, uh, which I think is supposed to be airing this evening. I think it's supposed to be released this evening. Two-hour show we were on. Wow. We touched on all kinds of stuff going on in Major League Baseball. So I appreciate that. Thanks to Jim and thanks to Carl for rebroadcasting all of the Fan Junkies programs, but also for having me on uh, with Jim Williams on his Touch Em All program. Uh, and then last but not least, don't please, please, last but not least, hey, FradHouseSports.net. Don't forget that one. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here to begin with. FradHouseSports.net. All right? Packed, packed program. Hopefully next week not quite as packed. Maybe it'll be a little more subdued. Well, you know, we could always drop the NHL segment. We could. Uh, but there would be a lot of fans out there that would be disappointed by that. Not to mention, we've already we already talked about the fact that we might you and I might actually do a little NHL talking next week. So. I was, yeah, oh, but, 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 but wait, 
But if you drop it, you know the fans will come back. <laughs> All right, folks, there you go. That's it for this evening. One more thing I'm going to ask you to do. You know what it is. You got to keep us real. You got to keep us live. You got to keep us going. We'll see you next week. Take care. Hey, don't act like you're playing. <laughs> edition of Five Minutes at the Pratt House, number 85. And again, if you uh, would like to go and take a look at that video, uh, easy to do. Go over to YouTube, type in Five Minutes at the Pratt House, or better yet, head over to our website, fratthousesports.net. Let's get you up to date real quick on some of those early games that I had mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, over in the NHL right now, the uh, Penguins and the Bruins have skated to a 1-1 tie. Uh, there's about 11 and a half minutes remaining in the, the second period of that game. Um, the Panthers are ahead of right now of the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, two to one. That game is at the end of the first period. They're waiting for the second period to begin. In Major League Baseball, the uh, Dodgers have a 4-2 lead on the Orioles in the bottom of the third. Uh, at the top of the third right now, we've got the Marlins and the Reds 0-0. Top of the fourth, the Yankees right now are leading. The uh, Blue Jays won nothing, uh, and those are the early games that are ongoing at this moment right now in Major League Baseball. I understand I had gotten some comments uh, while the broadcast was going on. I guess I'm going to have to wait to see the clips of it apparently are rather moving. Uh, pre-game ceremony out at Fenway Park today um, for obvious reasons, a couple of reasons. Um, first, as I mentioned at the top of this show, celebrating their 101st anniversary. Uh, Fenway Park opened today, uh, 101 years ago. Uh, so uh, obviously they were probably planning a celebration there anyhow, but then also with the conclusion of all of the drama and tragedy that occurred this past week uh, in the Boston area uh, as a result of the uh, bombings at the Boston Marathon. Uh, so uh, it's amazing how the timing worked out on that one. Um, but I'm, I got messages while the five minutes at the Pratt House was rebroadcasting that uh, tremendously moving pregame ceremony there. So um, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing some of the clips from that uh, perhaps a bit later. Um, hats off to the uh, folks in Boston for uh, an incredibly difficult week that they have gone through. Uh, know that all of us here 
across the country have gone through it with you, but uh, obviously nothing like what you folks right there uh, in the immediate area dealt with uh, this whole week. Um, and also, uh, you know, I made the comment last evening how quickly how quickly it really came to uh, well. I, I hate to use the word conclusion because I don't think it's really concluded. And for those people and victims and, and families of ones that uh, lost loved ones, uh, it probably will never really be completely concluded. But how quickly it all came to a closure uh, with the capture of uh, one of the two uh, bombers that uh, committed this, this horrible, horrible incident on Monday at the Boston Marathon. Uh, how quickly that all came about. And uh, you really, really have to give a lot of credit to uh, the folks that were there on the ground, law enforcement officials, et cetera, FBI, who, uh, b boy, just jumped on every little, little thing uh, to try to get this thing resolved and 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 wrapped up as as, as quickly and as expediently as they as they did. Uh, to consider that the event took place on Monday and then by Friday night, uh, both perpetrators um, either were down or in custody. Just a, a, a really incredible situation. Goes to show you, you know, obviously we're vulnerable, but goodness, uh, I, you know, I, you're not going to get away. You're not going to get away with things. Not in this day and age, uh, not with all of the technology and what have you that's available. So congratulations to uh, all of the folks in Boston for a Really, really horrific week. Um, if you have anything on your mind, I'll stick around with you for a few moments. Uh, 347-237-5373, that's how you can get a hold of me uh, with anything on your mind. Perhaps maybe something I brought up or perhaps maybe something you heard in our five minutes uh, program uh, that I just aired there for you. Five minutes at the Pratt House. Uh, you are listening to the Fan Junkies Radio Network. Um, and so I would be remiss to not tell you, please go on over and check out FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Um, we're all on Facebook. Uh, and what Fan Junkies is, is Facebook for sports fans. Sports fans from across the nation, doesn't matter what your sport affinity might be or who you like, what you like. You know, if you're a soccer fan, well, there's groups for you at uh, FanJunkies.net. If you're a MMA fan, there's groups for you. And obviously for all of the other sports, football, hockey, baseball, they're all there. Okay? And you'll find fans from all across the nation uh, representing every single sport, every single team. Uh, makes no difference. Jump in on that. Uh, it's Facebook. For sports fans only, you don't get all that other nonsense you get over on Facebook. It's just sports nuts like me. When you get over there and join, uh, well, you know, make sure you look me up and uh, hit me up with a friend request. FanJunkies.net. Um, and out of FanJunkies.net, well, of course, we started the Fan Junkies Radio Network. Jonathan Regis and I myself did. And uh, you can hear our regular Fan Junkies Radio program right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network Monday Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's when you can get it live. But you can always get it archived as well over on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, terrific, terrific programs we have there. And we have a whole load of guests lined up 
all the time. We always have special guests on chatting about things. Um, we just had John Lobb on uh, yesterday, who is a uh, who was anyhow the quarterback for the Richmond Spiders. Uh, he'll be entering the NFL draft uh, this week. Uh, we have a couple other draftees that are coming up uh, this week on our programs prior to the actual NFL draft starting on Thursday evening. So uh, be checking that out all the time. We always have guests from all different sports uh, and, and, and all different uh, areas of sports uh, constantly. Um, great program, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 noon Eastern time. I would imagine that our good buddies uh, uh, Scott and John will be back with us here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network this coming Thursday on their regular sports blogger uh, radio program. Uh, sports blogger, they bring us everything Boston related. And I'm sure that their program, um, they, they went silent this week. They did not have a show this week in recognition of all of the travails that Boston had to deal with this uh, past week. Uh, respect that. Uh, hats off to you guys for that uh, remembrance. I think that that was most appropriate. Uh, but I'm sure that their uh, program this coming Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time will be quite moving. I'm sure it will be. So please make sure that you're tuning into that one as well. want to give a big, big thanks and a shout-out to uh, our fan junkies friend and good uh, good buddy uh, Jim Williams and also Carl over at CLW83.com. All right, there's another outlet you got to go check out, CLW83.com. You hear me? Check them out. A lot of podcasts over there. A lot of them sports-related. Uh, they rebroadcast all of our Fan Junkies programs that we bring to you right here. All of them. I mean all of them. Not just Jonathan's and mine on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But they rebroadcast the uh, sports blogger programs. They rebroadcast our Frat House Saturdays here. They rebroadcast Wrestle Chat. All right. So any of our Fan Junkies uh, programming that we have here, they rebroadcast over on CLW83.com. But they also have original programming as well. And uh, Jim Williams, kindly enough, uh, invited me to be one of four panelists uh, the other day to be on his Touch Mall uh, all-baseball program uh, just the other day. And uh, that is up on CLW83.com as well. And you can go check that one out. Many thanks to Jim for having me on as a guest panelist. I appreciated it. Had a lot of fun with that one. That was a, a great uh a great give and take going back and forth with about four of us panelists and uh, Jim himself. So great, great fun on that one. Check it out. All right, touch them all over on CLW83, along with all their other original programming. And so how do you reach us here at Frat House, at the Frat House? How do you reach us? Well, hey, a couple of ways. First of all, fratthousesports.net. All right, we have uh, written content up there on all kinds of sports. Anything, everything that's going on, plus all of our videos uh, and all of our five minutes at the Frat House Productions uh, that you hear here uh, regularly on Saturday afternoons, um, but uh, also can view the videos. Um, also, uh, check us out on Facebook, all right? Uh, go over to Facebook, type in Frat House Sports, all right? Make sure you're leaving spaces between all the words. Frat House Sports, you'll get our Facebook page. Give it a like, all right? You'll get... All of our posts that we put up there on a daily basis, all right. And, we're, we're, and this isn't anything regional. Uh, again, this is all national sports. We're covering every sport, 
all across the, the country, all the teams. Uh, for Ad House Sports, you'll get our posts, you'll get our videos, you'll get our notices about what's going on um, here on this program or the radio shows or uh, any kind of fantasy invites. You'll get all that kind of stuff over at Frat House Sports on Facebook. Again, find that. Make sure you're leaving spaces between the words and uh, give us a like. All right. All righty. That's our program here today for another Frat House Saturday. Be back to you again next week with, yeah, amazingly, five minutes of Frat House number 86. And I'll be bringing that one back to you here next week on the uh, 27th of April. So make sure you're tuning in then. I appreciate you tuning in today and joining us here. And uh, one more thing I'm going to ask you to do. You know what that is. You got to keep us real. You got to keep us live. And you got to keep us going. I'll talk to you next week. See you then. Maybe you're a 49ers fan in Jacksonville or a Jets fan in Houston, and you're looking to connect with fellow fans from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Look no further than FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net is a social networking site dedicated to fans of every team and every league. Connect with baseball, football, basketball, and hockey fans from throughout the country and throughout the world. Get the latest news, take polls, and interact in live chats on game day. And best of all, it's absolutely free to join. Sign up today at FanJunkies.net. FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.